0: You didn't talk hear that Good evening, Nets Ted, and welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com for Thursday, August 25th. My name is Dave Nichols, and I'll be joined momentarily by Patrick Reddington and Doc House from Federal Baseball, and we're going to talk about the Nets' four-nothing win over the Baltimore Orioles, salvaging the last of the four-game two-city series. The Nets entered play at 73 and 53, losers of four in a row, up seven games in the NL East, while the Orioles. Were at 70 and 56, winner of three consecutive, all against the Nats, one game back in the American League East. Max Scherzer had one of those games, dominant for eight innings, and Mark Melanson shut the door to lift the Nats to 74 and 53 and restore an eight-game lead in the division with the Marlins' 5-2 loss to Kansas City. Well, uh, Patrick, will start with Max Scherzer on the mound. Uh, didn't give up a hit until the fourth inning. Didn't give up a run at all. Didn't have a walk. Struck out ten. This was just another vintage Max Scherzer appearance, and it looked right from the start uh, that he was dialed in. And and as befitting of um, the leader of this pitching staff, knew that he needed to give this team a good uh, appearance tonight.
1: Yeah, and as you'll see in my uh, post game story, which will go up tomorrow, at first I didn't think this looked like the greatest matchup in the world for Scherzer. Uh, second most home runs in the NL allowed going against the team in the ma- with the most home runs in the majors this season. It looked like it could be trouble for Scherzer, but really went out there and dominated it. He said he gave the Nationals just what they needed. Uh, just a really dominant start. Uh, retired 12 in a row at one point before a double late in the game. Uh, broke up his of retired batters, but just absolutely dominant out there on the mound against a good hitting team. and He really did a number on the Orioles. He- Gave the Nationals exactly what they needed, but just, they've gotten some short starts from, the, from Tanner Roark and from some of the other starters in the rotation, uh so have them go out there and do it. Just gave the Nationals exactly what they needed. Gave the bullpen a little breathing room and a night off, basically, other than Melanson going out there in the ninth. and Just a dominant outing by Scherzer overall. His stuff was there for a change. and Well, not for a change. He's been pretty dominant in the second half here, but just gave Harsh, them exactly man. what they needed. I'm catching my breath. I didn't walk home. Whew. Doghouse,
0: your turn. Oh. Talking and walking. Uh, Doghouse, Scherzer uh, gave up a hard hit ball to Adam Jones to lead off the game, which Trey Turner tracked down in the outfield. Uh, then he struck out six of, of the next uh, eight that he faced. Um, like I said, uh, didn't give up hit until the fourth inning. You were there. Uh, what did you see out of Scherzer tonight? Well, I got to tell you that uh, that ball to Turner there in the first inning—I I saw that—and I didn't—I didn't know what that was going to be a harbinger of because we saw Turner make a fine play to start the game last night, and that didn't turn out so well for the Nats. And given given Scherzer's history with the long ball, as uh, as Patrick pointed out, uh, you know there was there's was certainly plenty to be worried about. But then uh, he just bore down and rolled up the outs. Uh, he was. Uh, changing speed, uh, throwing his fastball for strikes. He was uh, setting up the, the the slider and the off speed, keeping some uh, a very good hitting team off balance and uh, giving up some moderate contact. But for the most part, it was playable. There there weren't a lot of other uh, uh, really hard hit balls until that double in the fourth. Uh, just a, a a tremendous outing and. So efficient. Uh, I guess I, I don't know if it was the the Orioles' game plan to to try and be aggressive early in the count. They didn't want to get to get behind him because you know he was really having a lot of loss, or a lot of success today, setting up and finishing off with the, with a slider. Uh, so they were they were going out and getting themselves out quickly. Uh, I I don't think he even got to 100 pitches today, did he? He did okay. 95. Yeah, yeah. ninety five pitches, so. seventy-two on strikes. Yeah, yeah tremendous that. that's exactly right. Yeah, he was he was tremendously efficient. Um you know, i not surprised that they went to Melanson there because they had him hot uh when it was a, a one nothing game there. But uh I we have seen Dusty uh send starters back out with, with, with more than ninety five pitches for the ninth inning, but uh, definitely got his job done. Uh top of the fourth or bottom of the fourth inning I should say Patrick, um Jason Worth leading off and, and old man strength uh got a hold of an Jimenez uh fastball just clobbered it to the to the um uh, deepest part of center field bounced off the wall there in the uh, uh the service track. Ubaldo Jimenez entered this game five and ten, six ninety four ERA, a whopping one point nine one two whip. Um but as, as social media is quick to point out, the Nats can't hit bad pitchers, um, except for the fact that Jason Worth clobbered that home run. Uh, Bryce Harper had an infield singler later in the inning, stole second, but uh, was stranded there. But uh, uh, that's Jason Worth's 17th home run of the season. Um, obviously, old man strength coming through for him again. Uh, he, can, he can certainly put a hurt into one when he guesses right in. Uh, the r needed that big swing from him just to kind of um, give Scherzer what little breathing room that he needed tonight. Yeah, especially
1: considering it was the only run they ended up getting off of Jimenez. It ended up being a big one. They tacked on a little bit there at the end, but until then it was just worse home run, and it was a real nice blast watching it from behind home plate. You really saw how much he got of that one, hitting it over the I think it's 407 on the fence at center field, but he cleared that by quite a distance. uh Good to see where it's coming out with the power. A two-hit game tonight again, two for four, two runs scored. Uh, Turner at the top, two for four as well. Harper, two hits. You get all these guys going together. Like Dusty Baker talked about after last night's game, he said he saw the offense kind of coming together, and I believe he said he felt it in his heart that they're uh, setting up for a nice run here. Got everyone back in the lineup, get everyone going at the same time and see what this team can do when everyone's there. They haven't had them all together too long this season then. he said that most of the time it's only one or two people who have been hot and kind of carried the team, but nice to see Worth come through here. and It's just a big hit for him and his continued success here. That on-base streak was really nice, but when he shows the power like that and shows that he can still do that every once in a while, it's great to see from the old man. And if, yeah, if
0: we're going so uh, to
1: talk
0: about power here and, uh, and, and some big hits. I, I just got to point out to the young man power on that foul ball that Trey Turner hit in the eighth, I think it was, <laughs> uh, just before the single. Holy cow. Uh, that, I believe that hit the 106.7 little uh, barn hut there, boxed out in left field corner there on the pavilion. I think it hit that on the fly, didn't it? That ball yeah, was crushed. <laughs> like yeah, our replays on, on Masson certainly showed that it hit about three feet up on the um on, on the on the hut out there on the concourse and as we all know no one has ever hit the concourse with a fair ball. Uh that was just a feet from, from hitting it with a with a foul ball. I just hope he doesn't get Homer happy. <laughs> <laughs> so so Jimenez who entered the game with a near seven ERA ended up with uh six innings pitched, the one earned run, the worth home run gave up five home runs, didn't walk anybody, and struck out four. It's only the second time that he's pitched six innings plus since May 7th, so it just figures that it would happen uh, in this one. But it's nice that the Nats were able to get a couple of insurance runs there in the eighth inning, uh, as as Doghouse was was, was referring to. Turner ended up singling in that bat, which made him 10 for his last 13. Uh, Never got an opportunity to, to steal um, second because Worth got down in the count pretty quickly, but then Worth singled up the middle. Uh, Turner couldn't take third because it was such a hard-hit ball. Uh, but then Patrick Daniel Murphy came, came through, as he has all season long, uh, doubling on a ground ball to right field. Uh, you know, scores Turner, moves Worth over to third. And uh, once again, fly, uh wasn't, wasn't a big fly, but, uh, but he came through and, and, and scored Turner there made it to 2 nothing at the time. Yeah, It wasn't the hardest struck ball we've seen for Murphy so far this year, but
1: he got the job done, sent one by first there to drive in, uh, drive in Turner, and worth around a third, but Murphy's been, uh, when people were talking to Dusty Baker about Wilson Ramos being in a little bit of a slump here, he said basically you can say, say the same thing about Murphy now, and it's difficult to hit for a whole season. I think he Name three batters, uh, Rod Carew, Ted Williams, and one other, if, if you're talking about people who keep it up for a whole season and don't have any slumps, because there's not many people who can do that, so not too surprising those guys are slowing down a little bit, but nice to see Murphy come up big there, and more importantly, Turner starting it off there and getting on base, that single up the middle, uh, he buzzed on Drew tower, sent one right back up the middle, and Baker talked before the game, too, about them focusing with him on uh, how how level a swing he has, and if he keeps on keeps it where it is and just, you know, swings right through the ball each time, not trying to hit home runs like the has mentioned and just squares everything up with the swing that he has and the, the swing path that he has more importantly. He's some of them are gonna go out when he connects really well, but most of the time he's gonna line pitches around the uh you know, through the infield or over the infield and that's where he becomes really dangerous when he can get running when the ball's out there and speed around the base pads like we've seen him do over the last couple of weeks. So he got it started there. Murphy came up with a big hit and even more importantly, Bryce Harper followed with one, which I'm sure you're going to talk about, and like seeing that from Harper uh, staying with a off-speed pitch and going the other way with it to drive into.
0: Yeah, you know those three hits came off of uh, all came off of a variety. Logan Andrusek, who was in his second inning of work, and uh, apparently the Orioles' sole left-hander in the bullpen wasn't available tonight, so Murphy uh, got the luxury there of hitting off the right-handed pitcher. Uh, the Orioles, like I said, didn't have the lefty available, so they brought in Mike, another right-handed pitcher, Mike Wright, uh, to face Bryce Harper since Zondrasek was obviously out of gas and doghouse. Um, Harper uh, stayed on the ball, as, as Patrick uh, uh, intimated, uh, off-speed pitch, took it to uh, the left field, off the base of the wall, uh, pretty close to a homer, but still uh, brought the two runs in to make it 4 uh, nothing. And I know you're chomping at the bit, to proclaim Bryce Harper back. So, are, are you ready to proclaim him back? It's champing. So, what what, what was that here? I I kind of lost you in the silence. Are you are you champing at the bit to proclaim Bryce Harper back? Oh, uh, absolutely. I think he's been uh, he's <laughs> <laughs> just it, it's not worth crazy. it, Dave. Give yourself up. Uh, that, it was, that was a, a a nice at-bat to see. Uh, I, I like seeing Harper pull the ball. I, I won't lie about that because I love seeing 500-foot home runs to the left. But uh, I had jokingly yelled, you know, stay within yourself, take what the game gives you uh, out in the crowd, as I want to do. And Harper went with it, uh, got, got the off-speed pitch outside and just sort of flipped it into the left-field corner there. It was, it was sailing so slowly and majestically. Uh, I was, I wondered if it would stay up long enough that it would just sort of float over the wall or, or that the, the fielder would get to him, but they were playing him far enough around, that uh, it uh, turned into a nice little doubler, landing at the base of the wall by the, by the beer company sign. Uh, Harper is back. All is well. Unleash him. MVP. <laughs> Five more wins on the rest of the season. Five more wars. <laughs> nice. So I, I erroneously only set the show for 15 minutes instead of 30, so we only have two and a half left to talk about um, what the big news of the day is. And the, the Nationals uh, made a trade. They traded um, a, a single-A uh, infield prospect, Max Schrock, um, and they acquired left handed reliever, Mark Uh Patrick, <laughs> this was a move that uh, Rip <laughs> it, 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 they're down to one left-handed arm in the bullpen. It was Oliver Perez. Uh, this might signal that they're not entirely satisfied that Sammy Solis is going to come back healthy, so they added another left-handed arm. And this really is pointing towards facing the Dodgers in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, and Dusty Baker did say today that uh, he talked to Sammy Solis, and Solis said he was feeling
1: better, not great, is, is I think how he put it. But, uh yeah, he still said he was a week or two away, so they needed another left-hander in here. I guess Sean Burnett is either not ready or they're not confident, like the other two teams he pitched for and didn't come up to the majors with. We're not confident that he's uh, capable of getting people out in the majors at this point. So it's a nice move. I'm kind of a big fan of Max Strock, to be honest with you. I think he's going to be the, the next Billy Burns. He's going to be up on the A's, putting up good numbers in no time at all. He's a late round. Uh, you know, for early round talent that they got in the later rounds and kind of overpaid to get him to sign with the Nationals. So he's the kind of guy the A's are always looking for and he ends up doing well out there. But they needed a left-hander uh, to get someone like Ship whatever his name is, uh, at this time That's of tricky. year. it's not that hard. I'm just not going to pronounce it right every chance I get. But uh, to get a pitcher like that at this time of year and be able to make a deal like that to bolster your bullpen, they really needed it. Dusty Baker needed another lefty out there. Uh, especially because Oliver Perez has been dealing with some t- back t- uh, tightness in his back and been questionable when he is healthy and on the mound, too, at this point. So it, it's a nice move by the Nationals at this time of year to bring someone in. And as you wrote today, Dave, uh, it's the kind of move a team that plans on contending and being there in the postseason makes to kind of bolster their bullpen late.
0: Well, since Patrick took up all the time, Doghouse, I can't get your opinion on the trade. We'll have to get it tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> you to be, uh, He's a left of the, hell, the is silent <laughs> the Nats <laughs> the Orioles 4 nothing, end the the four-game losing streak. They've got the Colorado Rockies coming in for three over the weekend. For Patrick Reddington and Doghouse from Federal Baseball, my name is Dave Nichols. Thanks for joining us on Nats Nightly, and we will talk to everyone. <laughs> Zepchinski.
1: Zepchinski.